Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I'm Molly Nelson, host of the podcast here with Rochelle Smith, producer of the podcast. Also podcasting with us today, Director of Medicare at Marco Retirement Planning, Anne-Marie Morrow, and Retirement Planner, Haley Gutchenrider. Ladies, 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 ladies. That's it. That's four ladies in the oh. podcast today. I was like, kind of going with like a Beyonce thing there. <laughs> oh, the, all the retirement ladies, all the retirement ladies. Oh my gosh, I just tried to sing. Oh boy. Okay. This is the all female power retirement podcast and I'm excited about it because ladies, we have some work to do. We do. When mm -hmm. it comes to retirement, you know, a lot of factors work working against women right now and especially the generation that I know the two of you are talking to. They're sharing their stories with you. You guys lead women in retirement workshops here at Merkel Retirement Planning. You're talking to women who are maybe five, 10 years from retirement, maybe sometimes already in retirement, and they're sharing your stories with you. Kind of tell us, what are some of the things they're saying to you when they say, hey, we've got some work to do when it comes to saving for retirement? This is such a great topic, and you are exactly right. We have, we through all the planning that we do with our families, we see that the women tend to take the backseat when it comes to their finances. So I think we all know that when we look at our grandma, right? And then our grandpa passes away and they're scared, they're hesitant, they're intimidated because all of their lives, they're now getting to take control of something that they never really had control of in the first place. So I love talking about this. I love empowering women to take control of their finances because it's very likely that at some point in our lifetime, we will be solely responsible for our finances. And that's not something to be intimidated by but take control of it. And the best way to take control is to learn about it. And ladies, we know that it's not really all our fault. There's a lot of circumstances around us that, that have, we've put a back seat. I mean, just doing some, some basic research, you find that we have a lower lifetime earnings than men generally. There's a mother penalty. Read about the mother penalty. A lot of women take a step back in their 20s and 30s from working, and that's when men are stepping forward. That's when men are getting promotions, and they step back to maybe raise kids. I'm not saying that's a bad or a good thing. It just means you weren't contributing to a 401k during those times if you decided to step out. Then there's the other caregiving penalties. Maybe you take a step back to care for your mother or your father. A lot of the people that we talk to here at Merkel Retirement Planning, they've done just that. Well, guess what? Most of the time, it's women who step back to take care of their mother or their father. So those were times women weren't investing in an employer-sponsored plan or maybe saving for retirement. So it's it's a lot of factors working against women. I mean, I just was reading this morning. Did you guys realize until the 1960s, women couldn't open a bank account if they were married on their own? Oh, interesting. Uh, I did not know that. I, I, outraged wow. by that. I mean, that was our, our mothers were alive, generally speaking. Our mothers were alive, or my mother at least was alive, when women generally could not open a bank account on their own. They had to have their husband's permission to open a bank account. Ooh. In, in, in not that long ago. Exactly. We should all be saying ooh to that. And again, not, not putting down women who thought that was okay or anything like that. It's just we know that women now, of course, are making strides when it comes to not only their careers, but their finances. Because you guys talk to these women, and they're women who said, hey, we've been saving. We want to retire. We want to retire with the retirement of our dreams and do the things that we want to do. Despite all of these things working against us, 
women are saving for retirement. Uh, more women are taking the reins when it comes to finances. I, I read a survey this morning that said 51% of women consider themselves the CFO of their households. Mm-hmm. Now there we can cheer, right? Yes. No more oohs yes. there. Yep. That one I am cheering about. Also 63% of these women though said they wish they knew more about financial planning and investing. So if only there was a way to know more. Well, I know two women who teach a workshop called Women in Retirement. And ladies, this has to be one of your greatest professional joys because I know you guys both light up when you talk about this. Haley already alluded to it. She's so empowered by this. You guys teach this workshop. Let's give people kind of an overview of the workshop. And then lucky for you, we're going to talk about some of the strategies right here in this podcast today. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. And and one of the things that shows us this, uh, this, you know, understanding from that generation, this demographic of women who are retiring is that one of the questions that Haley and I get is even about social security being gender based and it's not gender based. Social security benefits aren't gender based, but in this day and age with that demographic turning on that benefit, men have historically always been the higher income wage, wage income earners. And so of course the women who have taken a step back to either raise their family, like Molly was talking about uh, being the caregivers, caretakers, um, they have that lesser benefit. It's not gender-based. It's just due to the fact that women have been basically the lesser income earner. So that's that's one of the things that Haley and I will go over in this workshop is, you know, what do women need to be prepared for? Because we're also seeing all these headlines about women's investments taking a backseat or COVID affecting women's retirement savings. You know, women have more to think about and more to plan for being the long lifespan of men. So those are topics that Haley and I touch on. And then having these conversations after the workshop, really just eye opening to how empowered women feel after this workshop, giving them the knowledge and tools of things to be prepared for. It's one of the, if not the most rewarding part of what Haley and I get to do with these workshops. Yeah. And those headlines that you mentioned, they're all over the place. You know, women have 38% less in retirement savings than men. And basically what they're doing is they're portraying this narrative that women are worse off in retirement. And through the planning that Anna Marie and I get to engage in every day, we know that women are not worse off in retirement. There are those things that set us behind the eight ball, like the things that we mentioned, there's, we continue to face a wage gap we continue to live longer, and we do tend to be the primary caretakers in our family. But with the right planning, the right tools, the right information, we can put those things to our advantage, and we can save for retirement, and we can be just as well off in retirement as men. Let's go into some of the things you guys cover in the Women in Retirement Workshop. Social Security, get a lot of questions about that. We get a lot of questions about that mm-hmm. because a lot of do, a lot of people do think that it's gender-based, and that is because historically men do have the higher wage base for Social Security. But the thing is, is that Social Security has been changing since 1935 when it was first introduced. So there's been so many changes to legislation with Social Security, and part of those changes are due to the fact that men typically do have those higher wage bases. So there's a lot of different strategies that are out there for women if you don't know about them. One of them is that there are survivorship benefits available to you. There's also spousal benefits that could potentially be available to you. So if you're one of those women who maybe have been a caretaker, you haven't paid into Social Security for as long, well, there are benefits that can help you increase your Social Security amounts because of maybe the benefit that your spouse has or that your husband has. So it's important to know all the different options when it comes to Social Security. 
like I said, there's spousal benefits, there's survivorship benefits. And between a married couple, there's 81 different options, you guys. That's so many different options. And so when you're when you're coming down to trying to figure out, well, what's the best option for me? You have to look at the whole plan because when you elect Social Security, that is going to highly impact your income plan. For most people, Social Security does account for 20 to 30 percent of their income in retirement. And when you go to elect Social Security, that's going to impact your tax plan. That's going to also impact your investment. So when you're making that decision, it's important to sit down with the planner, analyze all of your options, and know the short-term, long-term benefits behind electing Social Security. Yeah, when it comes to Social Security, discussing it, I think this is one of those that falls under that category. You don't know what you don't know. And when we talk about this during Women in Retirement workshop, I'm always reminded of the time, Haley, when after the workshop, we sat down with a woman, or no, she came up to us afterwards, and she was like, after we talked about the survivorship benefit that you can elect at age 60, mm-hmm. well, she had gotten remarried at age 59 and 11 months. And had she known to not get remarried after the age of 60, she could have had, how much was it, an extra $1,600 a month of an income. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a significant amount of money. Yeah. And let's let's break this down just a little bit because these terms could be a little new. I mean, spousal benefit seems kind of obvious. Like that's my spouse's benefit. But the thing about that is they don't have to be your current spouse. They couldn't be, when we talk spousal, spousal benefit, we're talking about it could be your current spouse or a divorce situation. It could be, yeah. So if you were married and over 10 years, so you had to be married over 10 years and let's say you got divorced, you could be eligible to collect benefits on your ex-spouse. So when we talk about spousal benefits, that also pertains to ex-spouses, and that also pertains to who you're currently married to right now. And is there a way that you, when you guys do these kind of social security analysis pieces of the plans that you put together for people, you're, you're looking at both of those. I mean, do you have to call up your ex-spouse and say, Hey, I need your social security information or how does sort of looking into that and deciding which one is a better fit for you work? Yeah, we have to gather all the information. So, of course, we have to know that that's part of their situation, whether they've they've been divorced, how long were they married, when were they married, those types of things go into the equation. But there isn't necessarily a way that we can know what their spouse's benefit are. So a lot of times we have to call Social Security or we have to... Um, you know, make sure that they have all the appropriate information. The information that you need to know this is you have to have their social security number. You have to have the date of marriage and the date of divorce. So those things are important. So if you were once married, make sure that you have that marriage certificate that shows proof of marriage because it's those things that social security need to prove that, hey, you are, you are this ex-spouse of this person and you are eligible for extra benefits based on your benefit amount. And we could call Social Security to get all that information. You don't have to necessarily call up your ex-husband or your ex-spouse and say, hey, what's your benefit amount? But a lot of people do know, generally know, if my spouse has been paying into Social Security because I was at home for most of the, the years taking care of the kids, well, the most, it's more likely that you're going to be eligible for some type of increase. Sure. Something to at least look into. And also you talk about this remarriage situation. Had they have talked to you guys, you know, had she had talked to you guys, you could have at least done the analysis of the benefits she was eligible for. And with this scenario, you have to wait a certain amount to get remarried before you are eligible or talk us through that. Yeah. So that's the survivorship benefit. So her husband had passed away and then, so with the survivorship benefit, you're actually eligible to elect that benefit at age 60 as opposed to 62. That's what it was. Got it. But when you turn it on, you cannot be remarried. 
So she here, they had gotten married literally when she was 59 years and 11 months old. And had she just waited that extra month to get married, then she could have collected her benefit. And don't, don't think that we didn't talk about a quick divorce and then remarriage. <laughs> See how that, that all works out. But that's yeah. just one of those things, you know, who would, we all hear about eligibility at age 62. It, this is one of the things you don't know what you don't know. I mean, she was eligible at age 60. Had she just waited a month or two, she could have had that extra income every month. So even when, you know, don't wait to be retired, you know, don't put off having that plan in place and talking to a retirement planner because this can start, you know, 10 years out, age 55, age 56, and learn what your benefits are, what you're eligible for, and the rules around each to start building that comprehensive plan. And we're just giving a few examples today in the podcast. We know if you're listening that your specific situation is well, specific to you. So here's a great way to talk directly with a retirement planner about your retirement vision. It's a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. You can schedule yours by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E Retire.com. But here's what you need to do. There's a little, a couple little questions you have to fill out. Just make sure that you say that you were listening to the Women in Retirement podcast. That way we'll make sure that one of the women on our team reach out. Now we've got some great guys on our team. We don't want to, you know, put those guys down. <laughs> one of them happens to be, you know, the CEO and founder of this joint <laughs> who generally does this podcast. And, and we like Lauren Merkel and, and we like Sean Honkamp. But if you want to talk to a woman, we've got some great ones on our staff, our part of our team as well. Something else you guys spend a lot of time talking about in the Women in Retirement workshop is tax planning. I assume, ladies, this is when people get super excited. I know <laughs> when I hear tax planning, I get really excited, but I know Lauren said this. I give him a hard time that he likes to talk about taxes so much, but he always says, you know when they do get excited? When we talk about saving money when it comes to taxes. That's so funny because Anna Marie and I always talk about how taxes are the golden nugget. Oh, yes. wow. They okay. are the golden nugget. So we do get so excited about talking about taxes is because people often overlook their tax risk. They normally think that their biggest risk in retirement is due to the markets. And when, yeah, when you're in years like 2022 and the market's been down year to date, 20 to 30%. That's 20, 30% of your portfolio that could be potentially down, but with the right strategies, you could recoup those losses. But with taxes, it works differently. If you're in the 30% tax rate where you're paying 30% on your IRA distributions, that's 30% that's going to leave your portfolio and you're not going to get back. So taxes are the number one wealth eroding factor in retirement, and it's about how can you mitigate and save on taxes. Yeah, and I feel like if women are sitting down in your workshop, they already realize they want the education, they they want the empowerment, and they also want to make the most of what they have, whether they've saved, you know, five million for retirement or two hundred and fifty thousand. They they want to make the most of every single penny because we know again, women are, women a lot of times are the CEOs and the CFOs of their household. They've had to do the grocery budget and they've had to pay the water bill and they've had to put the tennis shoes on the kids. So when they get to retirement, I'm sure that they are looking for every penny and every dollar they can squeeze out of whatever retirement savings they have. So taxes are something a lot of people overlook. But if you put together a long-term tax plan, you guys have seen it happen. You can put a lot more money in your pocket in retirement. You can. And I mean, it looks different for everybody, but I've seen retirement tax bill savings of 500000 Wow. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's 500000 that you get to keep and you can spend and you don't have to give over to the IRS. And I think it's even more important for women to really take control of every calendar year of their tax opportunities because every missed 
year is a missed opportunity. So if you're not looking at your tax plan, you could potentially miss an opportunity to save in taxes later down the road. And one thing with women is we on average live longer, right? So right now, if you're married, then that means that you're getting favorable tax rates. So if you're as a married couple collecting $80,000 of taxable income, right now you're being taxed at 12% in the federal tax bracket. But let's say your spouse passes away. Well, what does that mean? That basically means that your tax brackets are going to be cut in half. So for that same $80,000 of taxable income that you receive, you're now going to be taxed at 22%. So it's really important to take advantage of the tax rates that we have while we have them. Because at one point in the future, our tax bracket, the amount of income we can receive, we're going to be taxed more on that same amount of income. Yeah. And I think a point to make out of that is that you talk about, let's say you have 80,000 of taxable income. Well, if your spouse dies, you really could still have 80,000. You know, that's in the working years. Maybe you think, okay, my spouse's income goes away in retirement, depending on again, how you elected your pension, how you elected a lot of things, your income may not go down a lot when your spouse dies. So yes, Molly, that's a huge misconception because people do think that when their spouse passes away, they don't necessarily need the same amount of income for their daily living expenses because now there's one less person in their household. But the truth is, is that when your spouse passes away, your income does reduce by some to a certain degree, but not by half. Okay. So you still need a similar amount of income because you're still paying similar expenses that you were when you guys were both alive. And so it's important to just make sure that you are incorporating your income plan with the tax plan and that you're looking at all of these things because whenever these tax years go by and it's a missed opportunity in mitigating that tax bill, well, you're going to be taxed at a higher rate when your spouse does pass away. Haley, I've heard you say it before. If your spouse passes, your mortgage is still the same. Your car payment could still be the same. Your Netflix subscription. So yeah, you have to plan for all of that as part of your income plan as you move to and through retirement. So let's talk about the next part of this women in retirement workshop, investment planning. Now, is this where sometimes people get a little intimidated? I know Haley, Anne-Marie, this is stuff you talk about every day. You've got the licenses, you guys do the studying, you stay in the know, but sometimes I think women feel like, oh, you know, this is the stuff I don't quite get or quite understand. Uh, How does this part of the women in retirement workshop go? Yes, this is definitely something that people get intimidated by is by the investments, because I think we all want to be good stewards of our money. And so you're fearful when you're choosing these investments because you just you want them to go up, right? You just you just want your investments to go up. You want to be sure that you're choosing the right ones and that you're earning money. But the thing is that the stock market goes up and it goes down. So it's really about choosing the investments that are the most efficient in your portfolio that work well in your overall retirement plan. And often one of the things that we see the most is that people are still saving in uh, retirement as they were in their accumulation days. They're still using the same investment products that they once were. And we argue that those investment products like mutual funds just may not be the best for them in retirement. And I don't care if you're a man or a woman, this stuff is new as you head to and through retirement. Yeah. You did the accumulation thing. You did the hard work. You maybe even worked with an advisor for 20 or 30 years on building your retirement savings, but for everybody retirement, you only probably want to do it one time and it's new. So it's good to work with people that have helped people retire hundreds of times 
I'm Rochelle. I know you've heard this. The retirement planners here at Merkle Retirement Planning, they love explaining it. I don't care again, if it's a woman, a man, a couple, their children come in. It's really your joy and pleasure to be like, Hey, let's look at this. Let's look at this in numbers. If you're a person who likes pie charts and graphs, great. If you're not, and you just want a general idea of, of your vision and how, what we're doing here is the why behind your retirement vision. It's your pleasure to explain all of this to people. It is because it's so important to know how your investments are working for you. And it's important to have transparency behind your investments, which is often why we don't advocate the use for mutual funds in this phase of your life is because their overall lack of transparency. So with mutual funds, you don't necessarily know what you own. So if you hold a mutual fund, do you even know what's inside of it? Rochelle, do you have a mutual fund? I'm pretty sure I do. Okay. Do you own Apple? I'm sure I do. Okay. <laughs> if you own Apple today, do you know if you own it tomorrow? I have no idea. Exactly. Because there's a fund manager on the inside of that fund who's, who's placing those transactions every day and you don't know what you own. And then in because you don't know what you own, you don't know if you have a overlap within your portfolio. You may own Apple outright, Rochelle. You may own it somewhere else. So if we own the same things underneath these different funds, are we really truly diversified? And the answer to that is not really, not if we own the same things. And then we're also paying a fund manager to do this investing for us, which is costing us a lot and dragging into the returns of the portfolio. All right, Anne-Marie Morrow, you've been waiting over there very patiently. <laughs> it is your time to shine because the next thing you talk about in this Women in Retirement workshop is healthcare and Medicare planning such an important thing for women to really be thinking about early on as they start taking that retirement journey? It's important to start thinking early on because all of these decisions that you know we as women need to make, really, it's because of the lifespan fine print, right? Women are going to outlive men. Women generally do outlive men. So what does that mean with cost for us? You know, as we're married and going through those years, typically we become the general primary caretakers when our husbands do fall ill or if we're single, we're usually the general caretakers for a sibling or a parent, right? And so some of the things we need to think of is what does that look like as far as my income later on, or what does that look like as far as my tax bracket later on? So let's say we're married and our spouse passes away. We were in that, you know, what Haley touched on earlier with taxes, you know, we have that level of income and we're in that tax bracket. Well, then they pass away. We're still probably going to be in round in that same income, but in a higher tax bracket. Well, that also applies to Medicare cost. You know, what now does my Medicare part B, what does that income look like? So you could then be stuck with that IRMA, which is that income related monthly adjustment amount where you are going to have a higher monthly premium. So those are things to think about. But then of course, women need to be talking about long-term care. This all ties in to that because as we take care of our significant others and then they pass away, what does our continued financial picture look like? You know, did we spend our portfolio if we were taking a self-funding strategy for long-term care and using our assets to pay for that? Well, now what does our retirement picture look like moving forward? Can we afford to be 
taking those same distributions for income. So these are all discussions that women need to focus on because we are outliving men and we're going to have different decisions to make. And you hear about the astronomical cost of some of this stuff. I think mm. the latest number is what, near 300000 that you'll pay in out-of-pocket costs in your lifetime for health care. Mm-hmm. And that is scary. I hear that number and I think, how, how could I pay for that? How will I pay for it? But I also think because something's scary or sounds scary, that doesn't mean to avoid it. Because I think it's easy to listen to this stuff and go, well, I won't be able to afford my Medicare premiums if they double when my husband dies. Well, you might be surprised if you sit down with a professional who's helped people through this several times about how you can move investments, change your tax plan, and come up with the money for some of these things that just feel totally out of reach. Yeah, that's right. I feel like this is the part in the workshop where women pick up their wine glasses and take a really long drink. (laughs) (laughs) Like you said, it's not something easy to talk about. It's not something you want to think about. As women... You know, how many people, how many women listening to this podcast are currently or know someone who is a caregiver in their home? Mm -hmm. And I swear nine times out of 10, most women are raising their hand in the workshop. So it's not something easy to talk about. But when you face that discussion, when you take it head on, incorporate strategies, what you're comfortable with within your retirement plan. Oh, you can just focus on having fun, reaching your retirement goals, focusing on what you want to do, knowing on the back end that should an event happen, that you're set up for success, that you don't have to make a siloed decision in regards to long-term care, that your plan is working together to support and guide you to the, to the decision that will work best within your retirement plan. Yeah. Then you're drinking wine for the right reasons. Exactly. Like we are doing a cheers because Anna Marie Morrow and Haley Gutschneider have set me up with a plan that pays for long-term care if I should need it. And if I don't, you know, we've got a plan set up where some of my retirement savings maybe goes on to a a loved one, a friend, one of my favorite charities. Let's talk about this women in retirement workshop, women in retirement in general. And let's make sure that we talk a little bit about those who are not married or maybe never were married. Cause some of our examples do kind of focus on, on couples, but we know that People who have never been married or single by choice have amassed a lot of wealth and they need a retirement plan too. There's definitely a lot of great uh, techniques or strategies, Haley, that they can incorporate into their retirement plan. Yeah. And these strategies really do apply to them too. So I know we've been talking to the context of a, a married couple, but you know, taking advantage of the tax rates that we're in today, that applies to a single individual as well, because historically we are in this low tax rate environment. And what I mean by that is taxes have been much higher in the past. And right now they are on sale. I would argue that they are on a discount. So we can pay the taxes now while they're at a discount and insulate ourselves from future tax hikes in the future, because we all probably are in agreement that tax rates will eventually go up. We have the most amount of debt that we've ever had in this country. And one way to raise revenue is to raise taxes. So as a single, it's important to look at your taxable income and see, is there anything I can do to make this picture look better to set myself up for success down the road? And a couple other things I know we work into our comprehensive retirement plans is part of that legacy piece too, is like setting up power of attorney and healthcare directives. And again, if you have a spouse, that might seem a little more obvious. If you don't though, we've worked with plenty of people who set those up with a, a trusted relative or a trusted friend. So there's a lot of things to think about no matter what your marital status is. And also this stuff is not for the ultra wealthy. I think too tax planning, I'm like, oh, that's something the rich people do. You know, the rich get all the tax breaks in life. 
life. And we hear about these uh, billionaires who don't pay taxes on these mega Roth IRAs. Mm -hmm. But but tax planning, some good tax planning can benefit almost everyone. Definitely almost everyone. And I would even argue the middle class the most, because honestly, that is probably where the most revenue comes in is due to the middle tax bracket rates. So that's where, if we put our IRS thinking cap on, on. Oh, what? here she goes. She's, she's, she works <laughs> oh, there. Which is not a fun thing to do, but if we were to guess. Haley, this is where everyone leaves the cocktail table I'm when you, you pretend to be the IRS. Take a long drink oh, of geez. that wine, ladies. Take a long drink of that wine. But if we were to put that IRS thinking cap on, they are, ten, they are generally going to probably raise those tax rates that impact the middle class because that's where they get the most revenue from. So it's not just the high earners. We have to be thinking about how we can take control of our tax bill and how we can mitigate that. And we just touched on some of the stuff that you guys cover in the Women in Retirement Workshop. If you do live in the Des Moines metro area and you're interested in meeting Anna Marie Morrow and Haley Gutchen Ryder, check out our website. That's MerkelRetirementPlanning.com. We do have that Women in Retirement Workshop periodically. But no matter where you live, you can talk to these two intelligent women who will help you out by scheduling a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. Go to MerkelRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, retire.com. You can schedule your call there. Just make sure when you're filling out a couple of those questions we ask that you put the women in retirement so that Anna Marie Morrow and Haley reach out to you directly. Ladies, this has been fun. Yes. yes. Should we let Lauren and Sean know we got this? Let's just tell <laughs> I mean, them they can great. take a long vacation. Yeah. <laughs> we got Sabbatical, this. Sabbatical, I feel like. Yes. <laughs> the ladies of Merkel Retirement Planning have a lot of fun, but it's a real joy, obviously, to help people live out their retirement visions. And it's also a great joy to talk about retirement and all the components of retirement here on this podcast. It's Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. I was just going to ask Rochelle if she gets invited to the shareholder meeting. Like, do you own enough <laughs> Apple that you get to go to the shareholder I mean, meeting? I haven't been invited yet, but I can't wait for that. Uh, goals, right? Goals. <laughs> just, On the bucket list. I just want to go to the Berkshire Hathaway meeting. <laughs> Isn't that like the most coveted shareholder meeting? Uh, uh, Warren Buffett's uh, yeah. company. Yeah, You're going to have to own a lot of shares, Molly. <laughs> I can't even afford one share. Isn't one share just astronomical? Astronomical. Okay, so good. let's get back to some more practical <laughs> investing. Haley, I was going to say, I don't know. I'll have to ask my financial advisor, Haley. <laughs> do I have mutual funds? That's how I feel too. No, you do not. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, okay, so I've, I I've set that. up your 401k so that you don't have mutual funds. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah.